Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of Gangplank Report. We have an interesting superfan interview for you today. I am currently on charter with Captain Doug Meyer, who is the host of a show that is done through Facebook and Spotify and a couple other platforms called The Bottom Line. And since COVID, Bottom Line has become a pretty instrumental part of the yachting industry in the way that we get information disseminated to us about COVID regulations and happenings in the industry and just general useful information. Thank you for joining us, Doug. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great. Before we start, though, I'm kind of obligated to ask both of you, Mm -hmm. have you looked at your used car warranty lately? Because uh, we have a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just obligated to ask. That's one of our new sponsors. So, you know, you can, you can follow the link after the show. Thank you. Anyway, hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. My car is 16 years old. I don't even think that they count for me anymore. So, they actually have plans for any kind of car, any age of car. It's a really good program. Not only am I an endorser of it, but I am a client as well. Oh, no, wait, that's the hair. That's the, the hair, hair club, club for men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the other one. So funny. <laughs> well, normally on this podcast, we have super fans of the show. So people that have seen at least one season of the show. Doug has seen some of Below Deck, but most definitely not a majority of it. And there's some pretty good reasoning behind that. So normally it's people that are here to talk about why they're fans of the show I'm actually interested to have somebody on who's not a huge fan of the show, and that's why we wanted to talk to Doug. So tell me your first couple of experiences with Below Deck and what you thought about it and how you feel about it now. Well, right off the top of the bat, I don't know why Kim and Chloe don't get along as much as they they used to. (laughs) Adrian's Um, not going to get these jokes. She doesn't watch any reality TV. I got that joke. (laughs) (laughs) So I would not classify myself as a fan or non-fan of Below Deck. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys that lives, breathes, eats, sleeps, yachts, boats. So anything on TV that is boat-related, it immediately draws my attention. Okay. I have seen in the beginning, through curiosity, I've seen maybe parts of season one and season two. I'll be honest with you, probably 10 or 15 minutes 
on the hour of all these, I guess they have spinoffs now, Mediterranean. I did watch the sailing one because I'm an ex-sailor and that was a Perini Navi and I was involved with those boats for a while. So I watch Below Deck. I do not, oh, it's Monday or whatever it comes on and I got to watch it. But if I'm flipping through, I'm like, oh, I want to check out some boats and, and stuff like that. That's why I do it. Now, that being said, Below Deck is, I guess it's a very popular show. I know that it came got to a rocky start and then it just blew up and, you know, majority of their audience is not in yachting. Mm-hmm. There's only about 65 or 70,000 yacht crew on the planet. So, you know, obviously they have to cater to another audience. I, I would like to see something in the opposite range of Below Deck. And I guess we're talking about Below Deck, so I'm going to say this right off the bat. It's a TV show. It's not real. Mm -hmm. I've had the producers of Below Deck charter my boat, and I've had long conversations with them, and they're really nice people. But on the other hand, you know, they immediately said, Doug, come on, you know, we do this for this. We do this for that. I think it's really important that anybody watching this show take it for entertainment value, which it does have a lot of entertainment. But recently what I've been seeing in my industry, which obviously is inflatable, uh, you know, those guys in front of the cars that wave their arms, the flappy. (laughs) I'm in yachting. And what I've seen in my industry is people are coming on the boats with this preconception of below decks real. It's caused a lot of problems in the yachting industry. And I'm not the only one who thinks so. And it creates a lot more work for someone like me to kind of myth bust those ideas walking in the door. I've had several crew members in the past 12 months, junior crew, obviously, senior crew kind of get it. Junior crew coming on and they're like, well, where's the champagne? And when can we use a jacuzzi and all this stuff? And why can't we get off the boat? And I have to explain to them, well, our charters industry-wide are usually a week long, not three days. Right. And then, you know, I actually had one crew member say, I feel like Cinderella. And the chef was like, why? He said, oh, I'm cleaning our heads and beds. And he literally said, that's your job. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and she huffed off the boat. She's like, this is ridiculous. I'm a slave. I'm like, you're a slave making an incredibly large amount of money for your skill set at this point in your career. Right. But, you know, it's a big shock to a lot of people that we have to clean the boat before the charter. Mm -hmm. We have to provision the boat before a charter. Charters last seven days minimum, usually not three. There is no big party afterwards where the whole crew leave the boat and just go get wasted or drink and do all kinds of crazy stuff on the boat. Mm-hmm. For the record, I'm the chef on board right now, and we have not had a single glass of champagne, nor have we had the opportunity to use the hot tub, and we won't, <laughs> because that's how a real yachting operation runs. So continue. Sorry, Doug. No, it's created this situation where captains need to kind of re-indoctrinate new crew and kind of sway them into, no, this is how it really is. And unfortunately, you lose a few. I've lost a few this summer because they're like, you're nuts. You're going to do this all week long? I'm like... Do you really think cleaning crews come on the boat? Do you really think the charter is only three days long? You know, the owners show up for two weeks. So I'd like to see more of a balance of, okay, this is TV, but somehow let everybody know that it's not real. Uh, There are some, some young folks are taking this as fact. Right. Have you noticed it with the guests as well? I know you've been talking about junior crew misunderstanding that. Have you seen that with the guests thinking that, okay, I have to have a theme party every night. No, not really. Really? Okay. No, we enjoy a pretty big return rate, about 70%. Nice. A lot of these guests have been with me for years and they know the drill. 
Right. That's good anyway. I guess if you're a new operation and you're taking new clients and you're like, oh, I want to party like rock stars, you know, real yachts, we can do that too. We can have theme parties and we can, you know, you can jump off the top of the boat and you can act like an idiot. Mm -hmm. That's the privilege of spending that kind of money on a charter. But from a crew standpoint, it's a bit harder. Mm -hmm. What else was I going to say about Below Deck? Below Deck is actually, I hate to say it, but it's slightly beneficial to our industry. Okay. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a huge weeding out process. Doug's going to go get his teeth pulled right after this too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is bringing people into the industry and it's up to the captains to kind of re-indoctrinate them or educate them like this is real. So there is going to be an attrition rate, probably I would say in the neighborhood of 50%, but you're still getting the other 50% in the yachting and we are experiencing a real crew shortage these days. Right. So it does help in that aspect it also helps even if people don't are not super fans of the show they get to see what it's kind of like crew on a yacht and that's beneficial too especially you know the people out in the midwest or something who never thought me <laughs> i'm in ohio <laughs> but i hear this all the time i didn't even know yachting existed as a career that's the truth i did not until the show came around yeah i've been doing this an awfully long time and when i told my father after i got out of the coast guard that i said i'm going to go run private you're like, that's a hobby, Doug. That's not a real career. Well, it's, it is a real career, and especially now today more than ever, there are more regulations, there are more things going on to make this more of a professional career than, say, 20, 30 years ago. Right. I had the privilege of running big boats when I was 26. I got out of the Coast Guard, and back then, you needed crew. You go hang out in the bar in Antigua at English Harbor, and you just put the word out, and then the next day... The, the crew come down the dock and knock on the side of the boat. Mm-hmm. It's gone so much farther than then you hire them. And then when you leave, you give them a wad of cash. And now you need STCW and you need all these certificates. And, you know, we have work and rest periods now and everybody's cross trained. It really is a real industry. Mm-hmm. Adrian was telling me that you also have more of a crew rotation. Like you do have a day shift and an overnight work how they only show the three people in each department that you have more of a round the clock kind of thing going because somebody's got to be watching the boat, right? We run 24. Yeah. We have people on and we're out cruising around. Yeah. We have, there's somebody up at all times because that's a safety issue. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) We don't want the boat to drag anchor or the fire alarm to go off and not get our guests uh, up and about. Right. You know, fact versus reality. I had a maid on board and she was actually on below deck. Her name was Delaney. I know Delaney. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she worked for me for about eight months. And unfortunately, what transpired for, I guess, the two or three episodes she was on below deck, and we watched it because she's ex crew. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize that there's much more to yachting than, oh, the guy just fell off the jacuzzi and smacked his head or something. <laughs> you know, okay. And then he he brushed it. I, I can't remember, but he, I guess he brushed it under the, the carpet so the, the captain didn't know. Right, yeah. In real life, okay, mm-hmm. you need to have an accident report. <laughs> and right. that person needs to go to the hospital. And then mm-hmm. he is removed from the boat because he's not fit for duty. And that's why majority of the captains, the good captains, do not allow that kind of behavior on the boat because it's also opens the boat up to a tremendous amount of liability. You are feeding the crew champagne and you're throwing them in a jacuzzi and now they get seriously injured. And I 
I don't think he was seriously injured, but if somebody fell and cracked their head open, the first thing that's going to come out in court is you provided them with alcohol, and then you provided them with enough alcohol that they were impaired and they got hurt. Now, he can never work on yachts again. Your insurance company is going to be paying his wages for the rest of his life. Right. So those are kind of the bad things that Below Deck promotes. Real yachting cannot take that liability on, especially in the United States, where every time you turn around, somebody's trying to sue you. The other thing is drinking on the boat. I know that's promoted on Below Deck, but in real life, you can't, for the same reason, you cannot have that liability out there if you let the crew drink. And I've worked red flag, I've worked U.S. flag, I've worked all kinds of flags, and every country's different. On my red flag boat, I allowed the crew a glass of wine or beer every night or something like that. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, there's so much liability out there that you let somebody have a couple glasses of wine. And if they're, say, the engineer, and then there's something goes wrong in the engine room, and he responds, mm -hmm. and he falls down that ladder and cracks his head open, again, you're responsible for it. And I don't think that the people who watch Below Deck realize that it's not really reality. Right. So I think it's a split in the audience. There are some people who watch it purely for entertainment and take everything that's real. And then there are people like me in the super fan realm who've been watching reality TV forever and know what's manufactured and pick it to death, <laughs> almost to an obnoxious level. But I do see what you're saying. And I would think that people who come into the show, and there have been several crew members that come into the show who think it's going to be a party the whole time. And actually on the show, it's a party, at least some of the time that they would get a huge wake up call if they actually tried to continue a career in the actual yachting industry. Well, I happen to know that a couple of people who've been on Below Deck, their careers have crashed and burned because of their antics on the show. Right. 100%. I don't blame the show for that. I think looking back, I would blame those, those, those people had that in them to begin with. That just the show just brought it out and they probably would have done the same thing if they right. weren't on the show. Uh, to put it in perspective, if you were watching a, a reality show about people who worked on an oil rig. Mm -hmm. and everybody working on the oil rig was partying their ass off and drinking all the time and hooking up and all this, you'd be like, well, that's the most dangerous place on earth. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but because it's a yacht, yeah. they think, oh, yacht, yeah, this is the lifestyle. Below Deck has also spurred this other thing with young crew that they need to be part of it, whether they're on the show or not. So now all of a sudden with Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube, uh, people are very obsessed with selfies on the yacht and mm -hmm. look at me, I'm on a yacht. But, you know, in reality, you're cleaning the, the heads and the beds. Mm -hmm. But if you look, they dress up on their day off and they're up on the flybridge and they're like living large millionaire style. Mm -hmm. and, and and that's also promoting, obviously, a, the wrong image for yachting as well. But right. it's just not below that. Yeah, that was a thing this year, too, that a lot of them had their phones with them while they were out on the exterior or working. And they were doing a lot of texting and, I guess, Instagramming and whatever. In real life, do you let them have access to their phones during the day? Do they have to stay in their cabins? Or is that captain's discretion? Well, people who work for me know that I'm a pretty by-the-book guy. Okay. But when it comes to phones and stuff, that... Yachting is a tough business. You're away from home for periods of time. You're isolated. You could be around six, 10 crew, but you still feel isolated. I don't right. want to take somebody's phone away. I get that. I only bring it up when it's excessive. Okay. I definitely do not want 
people pulling their phone out in front of guests. Mm -hmm. I don't want them walking around the deck staring at it. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I want my crew to be able to stay in contact with the people that they care about. And, you know, also to have a bit of a good time. It's right. when it when it goes to the extreme, mm -hmm. it kind of bothers me. I had a stewardess once that was making these crazy drinks and she would have to stop and take 10 photos of every drink before it left the galley. <laughs> And I'm like, what's that for? She goes, that's for my Instagram account. I'm like, okay, let's stop that right now. We're not here to promote your Instagram account. We're here to get those drinks out. Right. And, you know, let's kind of knock it off a little. Yeah. So when it hits the extreme, once in a while it hits the extreme. And I just tell everybody, okay, phones in your cabins. And then they slowly come back and I don't say anything. Right. Yeah. That's a good compromise though, because you don't want your crew to be miserable because that's going to affect their performance in the long run, but you also want to make sure they're doing their job. So that sounds like a good way. At the end of the day, this is a profession like anything else. As long mm -hmm. as you're thoughtful and responsible about it, then everybody's fine. It's just when, like he said, it gets excessive that you mm -hmm. have to put a hammer down on it. And you hope that you don't have to do that, but there are situations that call for it. I promise you, Adrian does not call me when she's supposed to be serving food to people. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at multitasking too. <laughs> in the real world of yachting, we are having such a change in dynamic right now that some captains are finding it hard to adjust to. You can't take everybody's privileges away. I'll explain why. 10, 15 years ago, you work on a boat, you get 30 days off vacation, you're expected to be there the rest of the time. Right. But the new generation of crew coming up, I would say in the past two, three years, maybe four well, you want me to, st I got to stay on the boat. That's, that's ludicrous. Where's, where's my home life? Well, I used to say, well, this is why you're getting paid all this money. Right. Because you're getting paid more because you're going to be away from home. You're going to be paid more because you basically are attached to this vessel. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't go X, Y, Z. I can't fly here. I, no, you can't fly here or there for a weekend because if a storm comes, we have to move the boat. The crew have to be here. So in past, I would say maybe two to three, maybe not four years. Younger crew and some older crew are like, screw this, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And that is a big problem with a lot of captains. How do you give crew a work-life balance on yachts? Right. You can't. Yeah. So taking phones away kind of throws you in a ditch a little bit more. You have to deal with the incoming crew and you can't be I'm the captain and this is the way it is and if you don't like it get out because if you do that then you're just not going to have any crew young crew need to come up the ranks so they become experienced crew and then later on senior crew but right now everybody's like I just went through this this summer we have to work how many hours a day mm -hmm. I'm not off at eight hours yeah <laughs> tell me I can't leave the boat. Yeah. But crew are fighting back on that and many fronts. And they're like, well, I need this. And what's happening is that doesn't work on yachting. So people will work on a boat for two months, maybe a month, two months, three months. And then when something comes up, skiing in Colorado, they just quit. Yeah. That's how they're handling the work-life balance. And they're just leaving the boat in the ditch because they know when they're done skiing in Colorado, they will have a job in three days. Right. So that's not a below deck problem. That's more of a global problem with what we're dealing with, with new crew. So mm -hmm. I would like to see, frankly, below deck. I would love to see them tackle some of all these real life issues and put a positive spin on new crew coming in. Unfortunately, below deck shows three day charter. That's a big ask. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think locking crew down for a week on that show will probably give them even bigger ratings because they're all going to go nuts. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <That's> but <true. laughs> you know, 
but that's the reality of it. That's real life versus three days. And then I can go out party my ass off buy a yacht or a production company that's going to pay thousands of dollars for us to go out to dinner and on these excursions, which those don't happen either. Right. Nine times out of 10, I mean, my crew after a charter, they go out drinking, but they're not going to go to these two, $3,000 dinners and just blow their tip right out the door. They want to go home and spend it on something else like skateboards. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Well, if you're a deckhand, a skateboard and a Rolex, mm-hmm. if you're a stewardess, they tend to save their money by houses. They're smart. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the decans married the stewardesses. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, I know you have a job to do, and we really appreciate your time. I am an objective person. I like to see both sides. And while I am a super fan, I was interested very much so in hearing how somebody who's not been on the show, because we interviewed Captain Meager and he's done both, but I wanted to see from a different perspective too. So when Adrian brought this up, I was thrilled. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and to our audience. And hopefully maybe Bravo will listen too and take a couple of your hints and things will get better. (laughs) I won't hold my breath. Listen, I'll I'll leave you with this. Mm -hmm. I think Below Deck and all the spinoffs, I think they're great. Mm -hmm. I truly do. I am not anti-Below Deck at all. I think it does provide somewhat of an influx of new crew into the Mm -hmm. industry and it also spotlights our industry and all all this stuff is for the good right so although not a super fan i totally endorse below deck and what they're doing congratulations on their success i'll leave you with this i've been doing this for an awful long time if if i was I, i don't know if police officers watch cop shows on tv i'm a i'm a yacht guy i don't watch yacht shows on tv so. <laughs> I, I gotcha i, I, I doubt Ballad. seriously firefighters watch firefighting shows on tv they're like oh that's all fake so yeah. just throw me, <laughs> throw me in that corner anyway listen it was great talking to both of you i do have to get back to work okay thanks so much all right and uh we'll talk and soon. if you want to check out doug's show he puts out a show every tuesday at four that's called the bottom line you can find it on facebook just search for the bottom line and you can also find it on spotify so we'll put a link in the show notes so everybody can check it out i may or may not have been on a couple episodes of bottom line so check it out for sure it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of really interesting useful information so thank you so much doug and i'll see you in the crew mess in a couple minutes (laughs) all right thanks guys. all right take care thank you bye Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.